This is Laura from Friends of the Earth Europe, and I'm right now in a cottage in the middle of Slovakia, covered in snow, and um, I'm here with some wonderful people um, for a meeting of Eastern European and also Central European groups of Friends of the Earth, um, connected um, to the project and the methodologies of School of Sustainability. So we will talk a bit about what that is, and... Um, Yeah, some, some of the groups that are here are already involved in the project, others are not. And yeah, we have many special cases and many special people. So maybe to start, what is this all about? School of Sustainability, what does that mean actually? And how did it start? Um, I will ask this question to our dear host, Juraj from Slovakia, from the local um, Friends of the Earth group. And yeah, thanks a lot, Juraj. What can you tell us about it? Hello, uh, I remember few years ago, once upon a time in a meeting room in Mundobi, when David asked us about uh, what we think about popular education, and we asked him actually what is the popular education, and then we were quite happy that a few years later the whole network could experience it by themselves uh, within this project of School of Sustainability, and so we are really happy that we could experience sustainability with uh, our hearts, our hands and our heads. So I really like this part of the concept. Thanks. Maybe shortly to, to explain, David, that's the network coordinator at Friends of the Earth Europe. And um, there's also Shanna, who's also very involved. Shanna, would you like to add something? Um, yeah, I'm coordinating the European School of Sustainability. So it started uh, in 2015, um, taking inspiration from the Federation's um, um, inspiration from the School of Sustainability. Um, it started in the Atalk region. So historically, um, popular education has been um, part of liberation movements and also... Um, sorry, what is the Atalk region? Uh, Friends of the Earth, um, Latin America and Caribbean region. Ah. Mm -hmm. um, so they have had actually school sustainability or Escuela de la Sustentabilidad uh, for some decade and um, it somehow has uh, been a realization to also um, try more people-centered way of learning in the networking European region and also engaging with our allies and our member groups. Um, yeah, so we heard a lot about special methodologies um, of this project. Uh, what, what exactly does that mean? Maybe our friend Zane from Latvia can tell us more about it. Yeah, so for us as an organization and the one of the member group of the project, the, one, the most important thing is that uh, these popular education methods bring out, out the inner wisdom of the people mm -hmm. uh, with the methods as such creating the safe space where everybody can share what they think to involve, not just uh, learn some things, but also think would think further and discuss it in between each other. So we usually use uh, games or kind of a 
uh, agreements about uh, creating safe space and talking about a lot of that. So it's not only about learning, but also learning to be a group, share not only ideas or experiences, but also the feelings. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot about also emotional intellect involving, I would say. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so thanks for this. Um, yeah, really clear methodologies and really different to what we might know. But um, how would you exactly implement them in your work at Friends of the Earth? For example, Friends of the Earth Latvia. So for us, one of the important points was being the activist uh, group building. And we have such a, uh, a theme or topic in our uh, soft activities, such mm -hmm. as uh, activism course. So we use there this methodology to build up the group, to uh, learn from each other, to learn about the activism and work together for some actions and, and uh, react on the things which are happening in our countries currently. Mm -hmm. So it's a tailored approach? Yeah, I would say yes. And for us, it's also very important that we really react with the needs and ideas with the group. We are open for their ideas on activism, what should we do? Or we encourage them to think about their own kind of projects or activities. And it's really great. It's like this feeling of bringing up the grassroots and help them to, to uh, engage and be brave and do a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's needed. <laughs> um, you're right here in Slovakia. Can you also give us an example of how you implemented these methods? Yeah, speaking about roots, uh, we have been uh, working on uh, community composting projects within Bratislava and we have shared uh, knowledge with the different communities and activists who would like to uh, use their bioways to grow some vegetables or some flowers for their community gardens or just for their, uh, just to show, for example, children that the food doesn't grow in supermarkets or some other things mm -hmm. like to be together with other people outside. Great. So as mentioned before, one of the, uh, the topics why we're also meeting here in Slovakia is School of Sustainability and how to continue it. So maybe question to all, why was this meeting or why is this meeting um, so important? And uh, yeah, how do you think School of Sustainability should continue? And why ha does it have to continue actually? I think it's great that School of Sustainability uh, shared knowledge between Global South and Global uh, North. Like for example, taking the methodologies from Latin America. Mm -hmm. It's not just like uh, uh, business as usual, exporting the knowledge from Europe. And uh, also like within Europe, I think uh, it's great that we have this uh, Eastern European groups meeting in brackets that uh, basically uh, we also can discuss uh, what are the different challenges or different opportunities in the Eastern European countries, how we can learn from the Western European countries, but also how the Western European countries can learn from yeah. us. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm, I hope that the School of Sustainability approach will continue. So I will turn it around. School of Sustainability should continue, first of all, also so we could have such meetings like this one because this was really important meeting for us as an east eastern european groups it was like historical first time be together and really seeing how unique actually we all are and see similarities and differences as well 
and also to give the possibilities our Western European colleagues to know us better, which I think it's going to be a very good um, thing for the network building as itself. But as for the School of Sustainability as a project for us in Latvian country, it's very important not only for the activism raising mm. these methods and this the way of thinking we are taking further, looking into even maybe in a ways and events with the government people, decision makers and different kind of level people to more create open and democratic space in our country. Mm -hmm. So this learning and this practice has been very important even in a system change level for our country. Oh, well, mm -hmm. thanks. Well, the project will finish um, in March 2018, but the approaches will continue. Mm -hmm. um, the member groups who were part of it have realized so many things, as well as from the European Brussels office, of what we are as a network, why we do things, and also the importance of building relationships and trust. And so this way we could also challenge ourselves of how we um, deal with our ways of working and also acknowledge that um, in order to work uh, better as a network, we need to work from an equal footing and also to have better understanding of uh, the needs of everyone and um, see forward-looking um, approaches so we know our ways. Um, how we deal with our structures and also to do the internal work, internal transformation that's part of how we relate to other organizations, the wider social movement and also um, societies in general. Mm -hmm. So now I'm here with Draga from Bulgaria, from Zazimjata. And um, yeah, Zazimjata has been a partner in the School of Sustainability project. So Draga, nice to have you here. Hello, nice to, to be together here in this beautiful place, the Eco Center in Slovakia, and be part of the Central and Eastern European group, Groups meeting. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, many interesting topics here in this meeting. Um, School of Sustainability, why is it so important for you and why would you like to continue with it? Uh, School of Sustainability has been a really experimental and innovative approach in, in our work. Mm -hmm. We used some of the methods of School of Sustainability before, but let's say through the project we felt empowered and encouraged to develop them and really popularize them in our work. But uh, let's say the, the biggest value what we saw as an organization is that it also helped us unite the topics we work on. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it is somehow the the agent of, mm -hmm. of bringing us together and showing the linkages and synergies between the different topics, but also uh, giving us the opportunity to learn more about each other's work as well in the organization. Mm -hmm. And what we we really hope to, to be able to continue using, to, to continue the project, of course, we'll continue using the methods because they're, um, just fun uh, to work with and they're very inclusive. Once uh, we have done activities with the School of Sustainability Methods, popular education, uh, we have received very positive feedback from the people involved. And even if there is no project, definitely the School of Sustainability approach will be part of our work from now on. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a very positive vision already. And could you give us maybe an example, because you said it uh, serves to connect different topics mm -hmm. and maybe you have a special activity that was a big success. Um, yeah, could, could you tell us more about it? 
Uh, well, I would share just something that we think is um, more specific that we tried because a lot of us are, are working on summer camps or seminars or different educational activities. Uh, but uh, we experimented with the methods of um, documentary theatre mm -hmm. as a popular education tool. Uh, documentary theatre is about observing and uh, making interviews with um, the protagonists, the objects of your research, let's say, and uh, then you turn this into a plot, into a theatre piece, mm -hmm. but the words you hear are verbatim from what you have recorded. There is nothing made up, no, no changes, so you just hear the pure words of of the persons you have been talking to. Mm -hmm. uh, our topic, we call the, this small project Invisible Hands, and it's about the informal recycling center uh, sector in Sofia, in Bulgaria, or the so-called recyclers, always speakers on the streets. Uh, these people are um, completely, how to say, out of the system. They're, they have no... Uh, health insurance is no social security, but still they contribute socially and economically a lot to social societal well-being. Economically, because first they're not uh, dependent on uh, social uh, like um, subsidies from the state because they would be otherwise unemployed. And another aspect is the way they contribute to resource efficiency because mm. from our calculations and estimations these 5,000 people on the street contribute 25% to the recycling rate in Sofia. So this is a lot. This system works very well. It works much better than the separate collection bin system that has been set up uh, already 10 years ago but they are not recognized in any way. Mm. What provoked us to really focus on them is that now we are undergoing a, a change in the law of how uh, waste tax is being calculated and how these um, spaces for separate collection can operate. Now basically there are all around town also in the residential areas so the people, the waste pickers can easily go and return the waste they have collected and get some small money back from, from this work they have done. Uh, but since from January 2019 on, uh, these uh, spaces will be, they will have to be obliged to move outside of town. So the distance the waste pickers would have to travel will be far beyond what is possible to, to do on foot because most of them work on foot. Some of them have bicycles or some trolleys, but most of them are on foot. And this means that naturally some of them will fall out of the system, which would, to make the, the picture clearer, mean that they will lose their source of income, mm. which is not only a source of income for themselves, but also for sustaining families, a couple of thousand of families. So, uh, yeah, our focus is first on the um, aspect of resource efficiency and how these people contribute to, uh, yeah, the separate collection and recycling um, targets that we have to achieve, but also the social aspects, because well, we never separate the, the person mm -hmm. from the environment. And our question is, how can... Or we want to kind of open a public debate because we don't talk about this. This is like a, a hidden agenda. Um, yeah, we want to 
initiate a public debate of what will happen with these people. Uh, how can we? How can they be part of the official waste collection system? And uh, yeah, how they can how they can continue practicing their work without uh, being looked at as criminals? Because in some countries, mm. these activities criminalized. Um, well, the future piece was out in November. We saw the the first performances just last week. And uh, it's a very... How uh, many visitors? Well, because of the format, each time we can have at, le- at the most 15 or 20 people because mm-hmm. it's played on the streets. Ah. So we are basically in the setup of, of where these people work. And, well, they don't live there, but yeah, they work on the streets. So um, the principle is a theater promenade. So you're walking, walking around a block of several streets and you meet the the characters played by mm-hmm. four different actors and uh, from what we heard from the first and second group of people who saw the theater pieces that it was really um, yeah very powerful and very influential on them it definitely changed for some of them the way they looked at voice speakers they gave it gave them a new perspective and and definitely mobilized them to be part of this debate and effort and action to yeah to, to try to integrate and institutionalize the contribution and uh, value of this labor that the way speakers do for us because yeah they work for all of us basically mm-hmm. recycling our waste <laughs> <laughs> okay well thanks so much sounds like a great awareness raising pro- um, project and I'm happy it was so it is so successful yeah. um Yeah, so people in Sofia, watch out for this um, documentary theater. What's theater? What's the name of the piece? The name of the piece is "What Is Left." So basically, in it's Bulgarian or in English? Koetul stava in Bulgarian. Yeah. <laughs> What is left in English? And our working title was "Invisible Hands" because we want to make them visible—the hands of the way speakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so watch out for this in Sofia, and thanks so much, Draga, for sharing this uh, inspiration of school, school of Sustainability. You are listening to Friends of the Earth Europe's show at Via Your Radio. So now I'm talking to Katya from Russia. Katya, there's a special situation there with Friends of the Earth Russia. Could you tell us more about it? Yeah, hello. First of all, thanks for having me. It's great to be part of the School of Sustainability family, as I feel it right now. Yes, uh, Friends of the Earth Russia are in a bit specific situation because we're a network within a network. We're actually a net of over 200 uh, NGOs all across the country. And as a network, we have the status of Friends of the Earth Russia. And um, I am personally from St. Petersburg, and over there we, we coordinate the work of uh, uh, all those NGOs, uh, mostly on climate and energy. And uh, some of my colleagues have taken part in school sustainability events before. They highly recommended this, although this has never been incorporated in our mm. work somehow until this day. And now we are more determined to, first of all, learn more 
to see um, what tools can be used because I think uh, it can be a great tool for capacity building for us in our situation in order to develop our, our organizations to work more uh, with the new people, new members and look more towards the future even though due to well the political situation as well we're more focused on the now and on the short-term short solutions. Mm-hmm. But uh, so far, I've been very happy to be here and learn about different experiences from other uh, Friends of the Earth groups all over the the place, all over Eastern Europe and Mm -hmm. beyond. And I'm very inspired and looking forward to learning more and possibly being part of the project in the near future. You said an interesting thing today in the session um, that you had shown the agenda of our meeting to, to a colleague or a colleague had seen it and said, ah, oh, wow, that's full of playtime. That's not really serious. Um, yeah. So why do you think he has said that and why do you think he might be wrong? Uh, well, you have to understand that the, the way we approach uh, our work process can be different due to also different uh, cultural peculiarities. And uh, we are kind of used to more formalized ways of you know, giving presentations and then having Q&A session. And uh, unfortunately, we have not paid so much attention to uh, listening to each other's feelings and establishing this sort of connections on a more personal level. And I think it's a really a great way to, uh, it's a great way to create the basis for future cooperation and uh, thus making it more sustainable like what I see here in, in the School of Sustainability because it does, I feel like, help you uh, really understand what the people around you are feeling and uh, you can find mutually beneficial solutions and uh, build a more solid ground for future cooperation and collaboration. And uh, the reasons, well, yes, just we have slightly cultural traditions, but um, it's okay. We just have to deal with what we have, and there are certain ways that we can overcome, and it's just a matter of time. Wow, thanks so much for your words and for sharing your experience here. Um, I'm super happy to have been here in Slovakia with you, and I think we all have a better idea now about what School of Sustainability is, why it is called like that, and why it should definitely continue. So, dear listeners, if you have become curious now um, about the specific methods that the School of Sustainability has in store for you, then I can warmly recommend you the website virtual.foi.org slash trainings, where you can find all the tools which you also, I'm sure, will be able to integrate into your work. And um, yeah, go ahead and play around a bit. Have fun and um, thanks a lot for listening in. If you would like to keep up to date with our network's campaigns, here's what you can do. You can follow Friends of the Earth Europe on Facebook and Twitter and visit our website at www.foeeurope.org. To find out um, which Friends of the Earth member group uh, is close to you so you can get involved with them, just go to that same website foeeurope.org slash network. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or wherever you download podcasts. And of course, follow radio stories from all around our international network at radiomundoreal.fm. So thanks also to Peter Temp for the music and until the next time. Bye bye.
This was Friends of the Earth Europe and Rio Radio. Radio.